Hey, Naomi. Hey, Bex. What did one snowman say to the other snowman? I don't know. What did one snowman say to the other snowman? Do you smell carrots? (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Golf clap. (laughs) So that I don't injure the mic. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oops. Welcome Welcome to Jingle Jingle Bells. Bells. I'm Bex. And I'm Naomi. And we're here to talk about Christmas movies. Yes, we are, because it's day six of our seven days of Christmas. And it's Christmas every day at Jingle Bells. And it's also Christmas every day. (laughs) These seven days. Yes. A whole week of Christmas, if you will. Um, Oh my goodness. (laughs) Today we are here to talk about Noel. Um, Thank you so much to all of you little elfie helpers who... Took us away from reviewing California Christmas. Um, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, much appreciated. Um, it was very bleak. Um, I know we were scheduled to do that and also California Christmas too. Unfortunately, I could not make Bex watch this film. Um, it was pretty dire is, harrowing. is the word. Yeah, it's harrowing. Har- harrowing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have actually described the film to Bex before, but uh, do you know, just, just give you guys a, a roundup of why we're not doing it. So, um, you know, part of our Christmas criteria is that there will be some tragic backstory, but usually that's kind of spread out over characters and it's not so bad. Unfortunately, A California Christmas doesn't do that um, and it kind of piles all the tragedy onto one character, the female lead. Um, You know, from the trailer, we can see that her mother is sick. uh, She has cancer. What you don't know and then you find out in the film is that she's in the late stages of cancer and has refused treatment. Um, So... Yeah, that's obviously bad news bears anyway. Um, then we get into the fact that Callie, the main female character, survived a car crash two years ago in which her, both her husband and fiancé died. Um, you know. Husband and fiancé. Oh, sorry. Father and fiancé. Thank you. Thanks. Good job. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe we should watch Ooh. that movie. <laughs> hmm. It's a very different film. Uh, <laughs> yes. So her father and fiancé die in the crash that she survives. So obviously there's a lot of guilt and stuff around that. Then the ranch that she is running is about to be foreclosed by the bank. And if that's not enough, her dead fiancé's best friend seems to think he's got a claim on her and is very inappropriate. So yeah, there's just too much tragedy for one person. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, the best man (laughs) thing is kind of interesting because historically you would sign someone up to be your best man and on the proviso that if you died before the wedding, the best man would then marry your fiancé no yeah that's like a traditional a traditional thing um i don't think it's used in modern society because that's you know so icky. i'm sorry <laughs> Ew. so careful careful who you pick for the best man because you could be marrying them instead no that's not a thing don't worry but uh yeah no. uh, thank you for saving me from those three hours of despair from the sound of it from mm-hmm. uh, California Christmas 1 and 2 um, yeah so we uh, we also just we've discussed a lot of bleak movies this year we mm-hmm. didn't know they were going to be bleak from the trailers it's not <laughs> clear um, and then you suddenly watch it and you go oh I'm depressed great yeah. it's exactly what I needed in this mid pandemic time of watching depressing Christmas movies so we decided to watch some joyful stuff um, that we've seen before so today mm-hmm. instead of a California Christmas num- numero uno we will be discussing noel <laughs> yay yay a film we both actually quite like yay yay 
without further ado, I suppose we get into snobs this time, Bex. Okay. Feed the world. Let them know it's synopsis time. <laughs> I'm really glad we're only doing seven days because I'm 100% running out of songs to parody. Well, that's this grand because tomorrow is the last day of Christmas. So true. you've only I got one, one lined more. up. <laughs> I've like, literally got it lined up. Uh, yeah, Been okay. saving it. Noel. Um, Santa's daughter must take over the family business when her father retires and her brother, who's supposed to inherit the Santa role, gets cold feet. Um, that's not entirely accurate. And my first gripe is that Santa didn't retire. Unfortunately, he passed away six months before yeah, Christmas. That is, yeah, that is uh, <laughs> that is very true. Uh, he retired into the afterlife. Like, it's not really... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so, Noelle decides to... Well, not decides to... Noelle is helping to train up the new Santa, her brother Nick. Uh, Nick has no aptitude for being Santa, though, but Noelle seems to. She seems to have a certain twinkle in her eye, some might say. Hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, everyone is really stuck on Santa being a man, so Noelle instead has to go find the runaway Santa in Phoenix, where she truly learns the meaning of Christmas and how to be Santa. Yay! Yay! <laughs> So, Noelle was released in November 2020. Uh, we both watched it last year, loved it. Um, in fact, it's a it's a joy to talk about it and to just yeah. enjoy this episode. <laughs> yeah, I think last year we watched it as like, oh, it's going to be nice to watch a Christmas movie that we're not going to review. And then yeah. I went, oh, I kind of <laughs> wish we were talking about this movie. It's really great. Um, so now mm-hmm. here we are talking about this movie because it's really great. And it has yeah. a very, I mean, obviously, this. so this movie is available on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. I would recommend you go and watch it. This is like a really good family romp. So if you've got kids or you, your parents come in a visit, this is like a good one mm-hmm. that's kind of like, has that very Disney charm of being a family film. Yeah. Um, it's not a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. It's a family film because it's like yeah. got different levels for everyone to enjoy of like different things. So mm-hmm. yeah, think... there's a lot in there, isn't there? Um, there is a lot of adult humor at times. There's like some <laughs> adult humor, but it's like done in the way that's like a classic, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's that Disney thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can watch it as a kid and be like, haha, that's funny because he fell over. But actually like there's a huge sexual innuendo that you missed and you only get that when you're like, mm-hmm older and that's like the charm of disney and the other charm of disney is that they have oodles of money which means that we have a really like (laughs) star-studded cast uh it's not the normal kind of like Mm -hmm. casualty and bill actors not that there's anything wrong with that you will do a fantastic Mm -hmm. job um but it's like got very recognizable faces in it oh yeah a hundred percent um i mean notably first and foremost it's anna uh, kendrick as noelle and Anna Kendrick's been in so much stuff. Um, Just everything. Yeah, she, she was in the Pitch Perfect trilogy, Twilight Saga. She was in Trolls. She was also in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. And this is not her first time as a Disney princess. She was Cinderella in 2014's Into the Woods. Um, next up, a face that everybody goes, oh, it's that woman from that thing. But Shirley MacLaine is Polly. Um, she was... Estelle and Valentine's Day, which we reviewed in season one. Um, you can go and check out that wherever you find your podcasts. Um, next up, we have Bill Hader as Nick. He was Barry in the comedy show Barry. Um, he also played Fear in Inside Out and starred in Trainwreck with Amy Schumer in 2015. And he made his name on Saturday Night Live. 
yeah you if you watch saturday night live sketches you will recognize him mainly from saturday night live that is where <laughs> i mainly recognized him from yeah uh next up we have julie haggerty as mrs claus she was elaine dickinson in the airplane series she's also been in things like new girl family guy and confessions of a shopaholic um where she was playing alongside isla fisher who is in the movie that we're reviewing tomorrow godmothered um so join us then Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Uh, last, <laughs> no, not last. Next up, we've got Billy Eichner as cousin Gabe. He has been part of the American Horror Story family in the Apocalypse season in particular. He's also been in Friends from College, The Simpsons, and Bob's Burgers. And then and in Parks and Rec, which I didn't realize. Was until, he in Parks and Rec? Uh, looking at... Yes, he was Craig in Parks and Rec, and he was like very uh, intense and no yeah, very passionate about Parks. Very good. It's later seasons. Yes. He's from Eagleton. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Shout out for Parks and Rec. Anyway, <laughs> interjecting. I did watch Parks and Rec for the first time this year and thoroughly enjoyed it. It was great. Parks and Rec is mm-hmm. fantastic. So <laughs> you have to trudge through season one and then it gets real good. It does. And it did. And it was great. Um, sorry, finally, <laughs> we've got Kingsley Benadir as Jake. Uh, he's been in things like the OA, uh, High Fidelity, and also Peaky Blinders as well. So yeah, Bex is right. Like, there's a lot of notable names, a lot of faces that people will definitely recognize, and a lot of people that have either had really good and well-established careers, or people who are currently on their way to establishing very good mm-hmm. careers. Um, so yeah, uh, a rarity as well. This is set in Phoenix, Arizona, and was actually filmed in Phoenix, Arizona. Well, never happens. It's normally <laughs> set in Illinois, whatever, filmed in Canada, because that's yeah. where there's a lot of snow all the time, but they still speak English. <laughs> that's like really their criteria for filming these crews. Like, I don't want to have to learn another language. Let's just go to Canada and film this Christmas movie <laughs> in July. Yes, absolutely. Um mm-hmm. Bex did our Christmas tree count this this one. Yeah, obviously. I mean the the start of the movie is at the North Pole at Santa's <laughs> workshop. So it, it's like, in terms of questions of its festive nature, it mm-hmm. is incredibly festive. Um, I got to 50 trees by 11 minutes when I stopped counting. There was just a lot of shots where mm-hmm. it was like a lot of trees that were all decorated. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter whether they're a Christmas tree or not. If it's a tree that's got Christmas decorations on it, a Christmas tree it is counted <laughs> as. So it was, um, yeah, there was, there, was a, there was a lot. Especially, I mean, mm-hmm. literally it's set, as Santa's family. So yeah. like there's only so much you can like there's, there's a, it's a very festive the whole time. So yeah. It's Christmas. It is absolutely Christmas. It's Christmas. It's um, absolutely Christmas. You know, there's no Vanessa Hudgens. That makes us sad, but Anna Kendrick is very good in this film, so you know, yeah, we, she can, is. we can let it go. Um there's loads of holiday activities as Bex has said, it's set in the North Pole, so it's kind of what you'd expect. Um there's hot chocolate, there's ice skating, there's caroling, there's a collection of excellent leggings which we'll get into uh mm-hmm. slaying with reindeer and then there are a buttload of santas through this film as well yeah maybe we should have done a santa count <laughs> rather than a christmas tree count for this one yeah there's lots of santas they also like she gives presents there's wrapping she makes festive cards there's like just a lot just yeah, a lot of a christmas lot. I don't think we did the Santa account because I did sexy Santa account for um, Single All the Way, which was our first day of oh, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, sexy Santas. Sexy Santas. Um, yeah, it is immediate Christmas. I suppose, like, very, very quickly, I would like to give honourable mention to all of Anna Kendrick's leggings in this film. I want them. I yep. want them all. Their Christmas leggings yeah. is perfect. <laughs> 
the wardrobe department did a really fantastic job of finding her like interesting festive pieces that like obviously i mean mm-hmm. I, I say finding i'm sure they <laughs> made them um but she had like a really great wardrobe which is what you would expect mm-hmm. of someone who lives in the north pole and loves christmas like that's what we would wear if we mm-hmm. lived in the north pole and love christmas <laughs> but it, there is i will also give honorable mention to like she comes out at one point dressed in like as a mall elf like oh god <laughs> And she goes, oh my God, I hate this. I can't believe they're making me, I'm wearing this outfit. It's horrendous, blah, blah, blah. And it literally looks exactly like all of her other clothes. Like it's just, it's hundred percent that she's, you know, and Nick even mentions that being like, oh, it doesn't really look different from what you normally wear. She's mightily offended. <laughs> so good. It was. Good, funny moments. Good, good work, this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is very good. And like Kendrick and Hader are very, very good together as well. In fact, this entire cast is very good. The comedic timing is excellent. I mean, as you'd expect from people like Shirley MacLaine and um, Mrs. Claus, whose name I've forgotten now. Uh, Julie Haggerty, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, so as you'd expect, these people have been in a lot of comedy films anyway, so they will obviously have that kind of timing and chemistry too, and yeah, it's it's just fab. I mean, if you don't mind, uh, I would love to talk about the um, rampant sexism in this film first so that we can get that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, let's get that out of the way uh, early. So the, the issue seems to mm. be is obviously... <laughs> that Santa historically has always been a bloke. A white bloke with Mm -hmm. a big beard and a big belly. Mm -hmm. And that's Santa. Um, And there's a lot of, you know, they're obviously where in their, in their doing that Santa is very much real and lives at the North Pole. There is obviously Santa training that is required. There is a big book of like Mm -hmm. explaining how all of Santa's magic works. Uh, And there's a lot of like traditions around Santa. Um, Mm And he, and then when Nick disappears, it doesn't go to Noel no. as the next relative of the next Kringle in line. It goes to cousin Gabe, who is the next male relative to be Santa. Yeah, yeah. it feels very Christmas Prince, doesn't it? Like, yeah, what? it's like <laughs> oh, you couldn't possibly rule, even though your mom is doing a fine job of like actually mm-hmm. managing everything. Yeah, because yeah. you have tits. Yeah, that that vagina really hampers that ability to think logically oh, and rule the country. Oh, you hate it right? when your vagina gets in the way of you delivering Christmas presents? Constantly, constantly. Right. <laughs> can't move for tripping over my vagina. Oh, you'd think. Like all these old old elves, old male elves as well. Like it is entirely, the Grand yeah. Council of Elves is also all dudes, um, which is what's really interesting about Polly because she's in the audience for this verdict when Nick has run away and then Gabe is, is given the, the Santa mantle. Um, she's sitting next to Noelle and her mother and says that that isn't actually what, it, what says it says in the it's ancient Santa laws, I guess. I don't really know. We don't the see Santa the scrolls Because they protect yeah. their scrolls. They handle they, them they well. They look right? after that. Yeah, they don't <laughs> want it to get heisted uh, for a, th- a the third movie of a trilogy. Um, um, yeah. That's the third one. If they make Noelle too. <laughs> and Noel three, I don't know what what the fuck they would be called, but you know whatever. Um, then 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 the third one, the scroll, the ancient Santa text scrolls will be heisted. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, yes. it's it is a fucking shame because obviously, mm-hmm. like I get, it, this is a thing. It's like when a character, sorry, 
obviously Santa mm. is very real to all of our very young listeners who should not be listening to our explicit podcast um <laughs> obviously you know whatever but like it's that thing of like it is a male character mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. do they then approach doing that in a way that makes it progressive mm-hmm. um and like but it's still recognizable and the thing mm-hmm. is it's like kids don't really fucking care like who mm-hmm. is delivering them presents like let's be real no <laughs> one's gonna be like oh you're not a man i don't want that free gift like mm-hmm. mm, boo santa um, boo you and your vagina boo you <laughs> and your christmasy vagina santa um yeah. it does come yeah, back around nicely doesn't it though like you know obviously yeah, she well, does like, become literally santa. yeah she's so yeah so, um, spoiler alert um but like so she <laughs> It's like we care about spoilers and those things. But yeah, so so um, she, uh, when she gets back, like one of the things, so there's like various traits that Santa has, right? Mm-hmm. And one of them is Santa has the ability to uh, understand and comprehend all languages, which I think is really cool mm-hmm. and very fair. And it meant like she met um, a deaf girl at a homeless shelter <laughs> and she was able to just like naturally communicate with her. And she didn't know how, but she was just like, complimenting her drawing and then she Mm -hmm. started to sign and like you know her mom would then translate to her and stuff Mm -hmm. and it was so and it's so sweet and it's like these little things that you don't really think about but would be like oh yeah you should be able santa Mm -hmm. needs to be able to tell instantly who's naughty or nice Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. santa needs to be able to do this and do that and understand what a kid wants for christmas and all of that kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. it is really like cute to see these like little steps go forwards as we know that noelle is eventually going to be santa but one mm-hmm. of the other things is that she needs to give a, a in like uh, one of the traits of santa is they need to be able to give an inspiring speech mm-hmm. um and i did really like when nick got up like nick went back to the north pole mm-hmm. knowing full well that he did not want to be santa he has never wanted to be santa he was never given the choice about being santa he was just told you're the oldest you're you're up my you are mm-hmm. santa's son so thus you are now going to be santa regardless of his the, his the fact that he is completely inept at it mm. um <laughs> classic classic hierarchy right just uh, it's commentary on society sometimes mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but he literally comes back just to support noel's case and just yeah. to put her forward as being santa and it's mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's really nice it's kind of the least that he can do at the end of this film though like because yeah. most of the film noel's been coaching him um you know like santa's got all this different magic and stuff and she's trying to get nick through that um and yeah. she's understanding it in ways that he just can't seem to and she just can't seem to understand why he doesn't it doesn't click for him in the way that it does for her but like there is this onus on her that's put on her by santa when she's like a little kid anyway that she her role is just to train nick and to support nick and to make sure that the kringle bloodline is continued like you know it passes on through each male generation and whatever so like and then her mum essentially puts that responsibility on her as well after like and especially after santa has passed away um you know noel gets blamed for the fact that nick is failing at being santa when it is in fact not her fault in any way shape or form yeah and it's just madness yeah the the onus is 100 percent put on her to Mm -hmm. ensure his success which is fury infuriating um and (laughs) and then when he he decides like he's literally freaking out he's like having a stressful time and she goes look just go take a weekend off and like come back on monday and we'll try again right Mm -hmm. really good solid advice he just decides not to come back and then it's her (laughs) fault yeah it's like literally like 
Okay, but you can't. It, it's her, her being given responsibility mm-hmm. for his actions, mm-hmm. and it's such bullshit, and it's so annoying to watch throughout the movie because yeah. it's so infuriating that she is being unfairly and unjustly blamed for these sort mm-hmm. of this situation. Um, so I didn't like that. I hated yeah. that. That made me really mad. <laughs> but I like yeah. the rest of the film. <laughs> No, no, absolutely. I mean, I think the the unfortunate thing is that they are supposed to be portraying her as this like really selfish, self-centered character. And because she's helping him from the start of the film, it just doesn't come across at all. And I think like they needed to take that element out or they needed to play to it more. And like, you know, she was reluctant to help and it just came naturally to her kind of thing. Instead of her actually being actively helpful and trying to make him better and then getting all the blame when she's already been doing her best yeah she's like trying Mm -hmm. and helping and Mm -hmm. you know being supportive and cheerful and all of that Mm -hmm. it it is kind of sad that her role is like she is given a role that's literally you know oh well your role is to help santa Mm-hmm. you yeah. don't need to do anything else like you know you're and even if she had just been given <laughs> yeah you don't worry about it we'll just carry about you're too pretty f- to walk um but like <laughs> even if her role if even if her role was just like you just you you bring christmas spirit and you mm. just enjoy the season and if that's what her role was and she thought she was all important and whatever and she got really uppity that nick couldn't do stuff mm-hmm. then yeah i totally see and then it could have been a different thing where she mm-hmm. like has a go at him where she's like oh i can't believe you're santa you're so useless blah 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 yeah. like it should be th- like this is really easy like you're just not trying and then he decides to leave because he's mm-hmm. like i can't deal with this then it would mean like the conflict is a lot you know it's more reasonable that then mm-hmm. she would have to like go and get him rather than it being on her to make him something he's not yeah exactly and that that is the thing is like it very much Behind felt every like she was great being santa is santa's <laughs> sister teaching him how to fucking do basic santa shit it did it felt like she was very much set up to fail didn't it and it was just it was it was hard to watch at times however i suppose we should talk about things that we actually enjoyed about the film instead of yeah. you know talking about the bad bits um i really enjoyed their time in arizona um I thought that it was done really, really well. Like, you know, in all of the films that we discuss, we tend to talk about how inappropriately dressed everybody is um, for the cold. But this one decides to flip it on its head. And um, instead, Anna Kendrick is wrapped up for like to the fucking gills in like fur and wool in Arizona. In yeah, the middle in of the, the desert. desert. In the middle of the desert. <laughs> She's the got sun. like a woolly hat, mittens. Match it. She's and she refuses to take it off. It's an ensemble. <laughs> it's an ensemble. It's so good. That's stupid. Like one point, she literally like gets mm. in a freezer. Like she just spends five oh, minutes so just good. like, ah, oh, the cold, so good. And that was so like stupid. that is probably one of the funniest parts of the film. Um, because yeah. Noelle has been in the desert for ages. At this point, she's also eaten the sunscreen that Jake has given to her, <laughs> which is just wild. Um. Yeah. You know, she's been searching for Nick for ages. Like, yeah, it's it's a bit shit. She loves the cold. So she wants to get into the freezer in the supermarket. And then lots of people are shopping around her. And she has this very endearing conversation with a woman who's also dressed in yoga clothes. <laughs> yeah. Just like nice leggings, colourful, whatever. <laughs> she's like, oh, I like your, your pants. They're so jolly. Yeah. <laughs> you say to the woman standing in the freezer. Um, yeah. 
who then decides to be like, yes, I too like my yogurt pants. And you're like, no, no, Noelle, no, 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 no. This is the thing. I think one of the things that like is, is prevalent and it's also prevalent in Godmothers, which we're going to mm-hmm. talk about tomorrow. Spoilers. It's not spoilers if you see the title. Anyway, um, <laughs> is that, you know, obviously there's a certain level of mm-hmm. like, you are a character that has come from far away. So mm-hmm. all of, it's, it's, you know, we saw it in A Night Before Christmas, right? Yeah. Um, where they are from not here and they go and experience things for the first time and freak out like, oh my God, what is this? Ah, metal machine. <laughs> like, you know, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a level that's like, it, it's like sometimes it's really funny mm-hmm. and other times it is it's really not funny. Um, so I think yeah. it, these kind of jokes are a bit hit and miss, miss to me like mm-hmm. the yogurt pants stuff I was like okay like someone at some point has asked for a fucking yoga mat for Christmas like you're not gonna be that you've got all these <laughs> magazines like you know whatever yeah. the, but the, the thing that like or, but some of the running jokes that were funny was mm-hmm. like and an iPad like every yeah. single person for Christmas <laughs> what did you want I want this and that and blah 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 and, and an, an iPad. iPad. <laughs> or like they're going through, she's going through with Nick being like, okay, so Matt bloody blah, what does he want for Christmas? Uh, well, he's holding a skateboard. So maybe like a skateboard, an iPad. Okay, the next person, <laughs> she's got a guitar. It's like, oh, maybe she wants a guitar. She wants an iPad. And it's like, literally yeah. just everyone wants an iPad. Even like the deaf girl in the, the home is like, I would like a job for my mom for Christmas because she's not been able to work for a while and we have to live in this shelter. Mm-hmm. And an iPad. <laughs> and an iPad. Yeah. And an iPad. Everybody wants an iPad. There, are, yeah, you're right. There are a lot of jokes that are hit and miss. I love the yogurt pants joke. I think that's because I'm a child. Um, but anyway, I also really enjoyed like little details, like the fact that she doesn't have a phone to call anybody, and also that she's carrying around money that's coated in gold, but is chocolate yeah, in the center. Chocolate like, inside. Yeah, yeah. Delightful. <laughs> like, of course that's what the North Pole would have as currency. Why wouldn't they? And of course it says, yeah. in Santa we trust. Because why wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course. Like, genius. Brilliance. Um, you know, there's a lot of really interesting bits and pieces to it, and there's a lot of things that Disney has been playing with them for the last few years, I feel, anyway, but really comes across now. Like, they, the, the princesses are very independent, you know, they're very fulfilled in themselves, like, they're not just here to chase down a man, but yeah. they do get to keep their princessy qualities, um, like the fact that she opens her window and she sings, <laughs> and here, here doesn't come Snow Cone until she shouts yeah. of him. But She's like, like oh, <laughs> Yo, what what the fuck? Show up! And he's like, "Oh shit, yeah." And like, literally later in the movie, she does it again, and she like calls him, and everyone's just stood there like, mm. and she's like, "Dude, this is meant to be on the thing. We've been practicing this." And he's like, "Oh yeah, shit, sorry." And then Snow Cone is like a little white reindeer, mm-hmm. like a tiny baby reindeer, and he's very cute and he's a bit so like clumsy. He kind mm-hmm. of looks like. And like how you would imagine a toy, like a soft toy reindeer mm-hmm. would be moved by a child because its legs are just like <laughs> going all over the place. That's so nice. And it's like a kind of off-putting, but also mm-hmm. very cute. It is very, very cute. I mean, there's, you know, lots of antics with animal companions in every Disney film anyway. But of course. yeah, she she does that really well. Like the fact that she leaves him at the North Pole and she's like, no, dude, you're just too little. Like you can come join me wherever. And then he comes and he finds her in Phoenix. And he's just flown there by himself. And you're like, how did yeah. this tiny reindeer get here? 
And that would have been a really interesting film as well. Like, I can just, we follow yeah. Snow Cone journey? I mean, like, literally, <laughs> normally Disney do do, like, extra spin-offs of, like, mm-hmm. everything. So I'm like, I could totally see them doing, like, a half-hour short, animated short of, like, Snow Cone's journey to phoenix arizona and like him like getting into all sorts of mischief like as he's like flying around the world stealing food from folks yeah that'd be great i want to see I'd that watch the fuck out of it. Yeah. <laughs> can he be in simon's short film as well oh my god nice sweet <laughs> so many short films um yeah it's just, it is a really nice and endearing film in fact like the th- thing i really enjoyed in this as well is that the children in this film like obviously you'd expect them to be children to be somewhat centered in a santa film anyway but while they are they're not a usual kind of children christmas film children like they're quite yeah. endearing and they're actually quite genuine and natural and like yeah aware Normally, right children in a christmas film this is this mm-hmm. is what they are. There are two slash three of them. <laughs> One of them is the youngest. They are immediately down for the magic. They are down for anything that changes it. There is an older mm-hmm. sibling who is trying to be responsible, but is ultimately very cynical about the whole mm-hmm. thing. And then sometimes there is an additional sibling just for them to argue with, right? That is, that is it. That mm-hmm. is all the personality traits that these children get. Normally the youngest is like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the opposite gender from the older sibling. That is yeah. all that there is in like a Christmas movie. That's like the thing. And I suppose we do have those siblings because mm-hmm. Nick and Noella siblings. That is very true. Yeah. Um, and he is very cynical and doesn't really like Christmas and hates the cold and wants to go and work yeah. on his chakra and namaste. And she is Santa. So mm-hmm. like, I suppose opposites, you can be nature versus yeah. nurture. Am I right? <laughs> well it's interesting like to see that they've done that as an adult version as opposed to a kid's version as well because like this yeah. is the thing is that other children in this film um they are only children as well and their parents yeah. are single parents too um one from divorce oh, yeah. and the other one we don't actually see or know what that story yeah. is necessarily um but they're both really kind and selfless and like you know jake's son doesn't want to hurt his feelings because he makes terrible food <laughs> so yeah. like... it's like jake's son is really i think it's alex is yes. really into cooking and food and it's mm-hmm. like clearly it has some based knowledge of it but mm-hmm. it's you know it's that like it's difficult to talk to parental figures especially when mm-hmm. something traumatic has happened and you don't want to upset like it was really nice because it's like the kids want stuff for themselves, obviously, mm-hmm. but they're much more interested in spending time with their adults in their life yeah. and providing good things for the adults in their life, which is really cute and also kind of telling because mm-hmm. normally, like, I mean, there's heaps of these and I and I hate these videos, right? I, I mm. really do, but I do watch them, but I hate them. Uh, it's where they go, <laughs> oh, hey, kid from a homeless shelter, what do you want for christmas oh i mm-hmm. want an xbox or oh, what does your mum want for christmas oh i don't know she probably would want her wedding ring to be fixed because it's been broken for 20 years or whatever and then they mm-hmm. like give them both and they go okay you can only pick one and obviously they give them both of them at the end of it they give them both of the presents at the end of it but every single time the kids pick the present for their parents that's but they so do give them mean. both the presents. I know. They like show the emotional trauma of this child and then they go, you know, because you pick the present for the adult, you get both the presents. And it's like literally for content. Bullshit. And if they didn't? I don't know. They don't include that footage of that. Oh my God, that's so horrendous. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Ew. But yeah, it just like was like reminded me of that. But yeah. I also kind of think that like 
kids are like that like obviously mm-hmm. there are loads of like very spoiled selfish kids but they're not the mm-hmm. nice kids and that's the, the whole point of santa yeah. is like provides kids provides stuff for the nice kids and the nice mm-hmm. kids are generous and thoughtful and mm-hmm. uh oh well where um yeah. yeah, I think they did do a good job with like the kids in this movie. Like mm-hmm. Alex, I think is like really believable mm-hmm. as like a kid, and you know all he wants is for his dad to be there on Christmas Day, yeah, so that he can hang out with his mom and his dad and his stepdad on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think is like a fair request, and it's it's nice because obviously that does end up coming to fruition. Um, but like it's good to see that the kid isn't actively being used as leverage to emotionally manipulate jake into making up with his ex-wife like noelle knows alex's christmas wish without him telling her and then yeah, she goes because and speaks she to is jake. santa because she's santa um just in case you didn't get it she is santa um yeah yeah so she goes and tells jake this and he's like you know how dare you interfere and that's where kind of their conflict starts and stuff um and then what actually happens is that Alex and Jake have this conversation because he's like, why did you ask Noelle to ask me to spend Christmas with you? And he's like, I didn't. I genuinely didn't tell her. It's like, I didn't tell her. No. I was going to tell her. And then you came in and we didn't talk about it. Yeah. So she just knew. And that's where like Jake kind of comes to understand that Noelle is magical and that her whole deal, you know, with the reindeer and the fact that she's searching for her brother who is Santa is actually true because she does sit down and have this really genuine moment. And I think this is the problem as well, is like, if we'd gone with her being the spoiled brat that she was supposed to be, that moment with her sitting down with Jake and being like, look, this is the entire story. This yeah, is the like, truth. This is it the truth, more, you're not going to believe me. Yeah. yeah, it would have had more impact. I think, yeah, I think so. I think they never really want their protagonist to be like too much of a dick. You know what yeah. I mean? I think the only real mm-hmm. example where they've started with a protagonist being like a real dick in Disney movies that I can think of is The Emperor's New Groove, um, mm-hmm. which is a great film. Uh, isn't a Christmas film, but it's great anyway. <laughs> Definitely worth a watch. Um, but yeah, sometimes sometimes we watch stuff that isn't Christmassy. What the fuck? Oh my God. <gasps> Ooh. Hmm. Oh. Do we? <laughs> can we admit that on this podcast allegedly Um, but yeah so this is this film is just it is enjoyable it is really happy and cheerful despite the fact that we've just you know mentioned massive doses of sexism and stuff that does eventually get kicked to the curb thankfully um the relationships in this film just feel really nice and genuine and even like i think the the character i disliked the most was actually the mum because of the amount of pressure she put on noelle but mm-hmm. even then, like, she is somewhat redeemed and, like, it comes back around and the family reunites and they're really proud of her. They they do just get on board, which I really, really like. Um, yeah. You know, and all the kids are also on board as well. Like, she wakes up a couple of kids. <laughs> um, but it is, I can't remember what the girl, the little girl from the shelter's name is. I, I can't remember what it is michelle michelle so like michelle sees her and signs oh hi santa kind of thing and she's like and noelle goes santa like you think i'm santa and she's like yeah absolutely like you know and that is just really nice and it really fits at the moment like they say that the suit only fits when you're ready to fit it and then her suit like it will fit you when you fit it and then her suit fits Mm -hmm. and it looks great i'm just like Mm -hmm. cool i'm glad they didn't give her like a little mini skirt and whatever they actually gave her fucking trousers it was like cool thanks santa needs pockets like (laughs) santa does need pockets it's more practical getting when she goes right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did also like they they did like little touches, like obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the the tradition is you leave out 
whatever it is you leave out for Santa. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that might be a glass of milk and a mince pie. <laughs> it could be a glass of sherry and a mince Ooh. pie, depending on if your mother <laughs> likes sherry. Uh, it could be a beer or a, a hot chocolate or whatever the fuck. When she went to France, they left her. They left Santa out some little macarons, and I was like, "Oh, I like Aww. a little macaron." I want that. So that was like a nice touch for for mm-hmm. me is like seeing that they did like pay a little bit of attention to like putting in some cuisine mm-hmm. that would be more relevant for different. And like, she shows up at house, and they're all just sat there eating, and they're like, "We're Jewish," and she's like, "Oh, yeah," just goes back in the chimney, which I think is really fucking funny. Um, yeah, there's, there's loads mm-hmm. of really great moments. Obviously, yeah, we did sort of rant about the things that we didn't like, which is, you mm-hmm. know, not, not always the best. But also, it's important that these messages are still within these mm-hmm. films and they're there, especially if it's a family film that is going to be watched by kids. It's to, like, mm-hmm. teach that it isn't, you know, your role isn't always what you think it is mm-hmm. and, and blah, blah, blah. So I think yeah. it's still important to to have discussed it. I think mm-hmm. they did actually quite a good job of like discussing it and just having everyone be like accepting of it mm-hmm. um, because you can't make it too political in a kid's film. And it's also Disney. Yeah. Um, and I think there's characters in the throughout that everyone can kind of relate to. Mm-hmm. And I actually really liked that there was obviously like a, a chemistry between Jake and Noel mm-hmm. that was there, but they didn't force a romantic storyline in. Yeah. Which yeah. is really great because normally she would then end up with Jake and that would be the end. But that wasn't mm-hmm. the end. Like the end was her fulfilling her own destiny. Mm-hmm. And she obviously has this like super positive relationship mm-hmm. built on a love for Jake and for Alex. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily a romantic love. It's not necessarily no. not, but it's not necessarily mm-hmm. a romantic love. And I think that's really like fulfilling. It is, 100%. Like, it's a thing that we see so rarely because they would, if if this had been another company, they probably would have shoehorned a love, like, um, plot in there and it just wouldn't have been necessary. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's it's just, this is all around a great and enjoyable film. There are so many moments that will make you, like, laugh out loud. Like, I love the fact that Cousin Gabe is super into tech um, to the point where he's narrowed down that there are only about 2,000 nice children in the world and instead he sends out, like, these notices to be like, reapply next year for present status. Yeah, here's your evaluation. Uh, Little, and then they, like, show it on the news and it's like, little Tabitha doesn't get a Christmas present this year because she forgot to floss. (laughs) It's wild. So good. Um, but yeah there's so much stuff in here i personally would give this film do you know what? no i'm gonna go the full five vanessa hudgens on it oh really i think mm. i would go four mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know what maybe four and a half i'll go four yeah, and a half four and a half four okay. and a half yeah i mean either way very high scores good whack this mm-hmm. film well done disney yeah um you can join us tomorrow for our episode on godmothered which is another disney plus film um which i I'm very excited to talk about because I've been talking about it the whole time yeah. since I've watched it. <laughs> yeah, it's like you wanted to, it wasn't in the original schedule to review, mm-hmm. but then you watched it and then you went, okay, we need to talk about this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this is really a Christmas movie, but we will <gasps> get into it tomorrow <laughs> here on Jingle Bells Pod. Please follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Jingle Bells Pod. Mm-hmm. You can follow Naomi at Naomi E-A-H with various underscores on different socials. You can follow me at Beg's Poet. All of this is also available via our link tree. If you'd like Ooh. to support the podcast, please go on to coffee.com and do the stuff. <laughs> I was and doing things. really well and then I like 
fucked it that year. Ran out of breath. <laughs> I ran out of breath. <laughs> Was that it? Did I do this? Did I do it? Yeah, yeah, we, we did it. Um, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Santa, I've been good this year. Thank you for listening to Jingle Bells. If you enjoy the show, please support us on coffee for as little as £1 per month. All donations go straight back into producing Jingle Bells and creating the content that we love to share with you. Find us online at coffee.com slash jinglebellspod or listen along on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or with your preferred provider. I still feel-